You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And any size soft drink for just a dollar. And you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Blog Talk Radio. Sometimes I think about what the end is going to be. But I want the church to know tonight I'm not going to turn around. I've been on this journey for 36 years. And I'm not tired yet. In fact, we're going to sing a song in a few minutes that said, I don't feel no ways tired. But every time somebody asks me, they say, what you going to do after 36 years? Where are you going from here? You know what I tell them? I believe I run on. Welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Yes, yes, and yes. Tonight is Thursday, June the 11th, 2020. The time is 9.34 p.m. We are in the Apple Valley Studio tonight with Peter Z. Clay, Bishop, Founder, and Overseer of the Greater All Nations, Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. We are here live on the air tonight. We'll be talking about commitment to society. Yes, yes, and yes. These messages are getting greater, greater, and greater. And I sit right here in the Valley Studio on the edge of my seat every Thursday and also Sunday mornings as these messages are brought forth. And I'm always on the cusp waiting for more to come. Now, when we're talking about commitment to society, what I've gathered in the last uh, five minutes here, a little something I want to share with you guys. Now, this is just my take. Obviously, you're going to hear from the man of God the actual word, and, of course, what God is giving him with the Sith word. But what I thought about was this. Do we live in a time where we're in a spiritual Sodom and Gomorrah right now? Is the end coming? That means is the world coming to an end. Is Christ returning? Is the kingdom of God fairly close? And are we lingering in the worldliness that surrounds us? Let me just tell you, this is my take. 
It will take faith to walk away. Lot believed to such depth that he urged his son-in-law, and yet he lingered. Lot knew the angels were there standing by and waiting for him and his family. Even they tried to hasten him out, and yet Lot lingered. So this is where he had a commitment to that society. He was slow when he should have been quick. He was backward when he should have been forward. He was trifling when he should have been hasty. He was cold when he should have been hot. And he was ordering when he should have been hurrying. We might say today, was this man out of it or what? In a major sense, he was, yet he was a converted man. The world around us is smoldering with embers that will soon burst into the flames of the greatest tribulation that has ever hit the entirety of the earth. Unfortunately, many linger while the world is getting ready to burn. Lot is an example of a true Christian who appears to know far more than he lives up to. He can see and understand far more than he practices. So that's just my little take on the commitment to society. He was there, committed, ready, willing, and able to do what was necessary. He wasn't going to run and hide, scare the leave. He was going to do what he felt was necessary in his dispensation. This is our time now. This is our dispensation. So when we talk about commitment to society, I have to backtrack and say this. Are you committed to Jesus? That's the first thing. Because that's the commitment. The first step to anything greater is to make the ultimate sacrifice and be committed to Jesus. So once you're committed to him, everything else will fall into place. It's kind of like when you go to college. You're committed to get up for class and then you go to work. You're committed to that job. If your job is five days a week, nine to five, or well, whatever the hours are, 10 to 6, 7 to 3, 8 to 4, whatever your hours are, you are committed to get up hit the freeway or take the streets and get there on time, punch that clock for 20, 40, 60, 80 hours a week. Whatever your schedule is, you have a commitment to that job. And you also have a commitment and a dedication and a delegation to God and what he's asking of you to do. So can you and will you be committed to society, God's society, not man's society, but God's society, because God has a plan and purpose for your life. And I'm ready to learn about what the Lord has given to Bishop in reference to commitment to society. I'm ready to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying unto the radio station here and all you listeners in Radio Land. Um, we're so grateful that you guys are here, and I just want to make an announcement. Even though we're not going to be in our physical building the month of June, always the third week the third Thursday, which will be next week. If we were in our building, we would have been celebrating our 59th pastor's church anniversary. You heard it live here. Bishop has been preaching in the same one church for 59 years since 1961. He started his little bitty church, and now it's expanded to an amazing church. And he has church members all over the world because of social media, internet, radio, and, of course, our base members that are in Los Angeles and Phoenix, Arizona. So the man of God, we congratulate you all month for celebrating your 59th pastor's anniversary, which would have convened next Thursday. Due to unfortunate circumstances of COVID-19, we're not eligible in seven days to be celebrating the physical celebration, but I am so proud of my bishop. That's my grandfather, but he's also the bishop and the shepherd of my church. And I love my church, and I will shout it from the rooftops. We have a great church. We really have a great time. We give God the ultimate praise, and we're always singing from the rooftops, hallelujah, which is the highest praise you can ever yell out when you're talking about Jesus. So I am so grateful that this man of God, I get to sit with and soak up all the knowledge that God has for me and my life so I can do God's will in the end of the day. I just want God to tell me, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, that's all we can hope for. So tonight, get out your Bibles and let's learn, learn, learn. I'm ready to learn. How about you? Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour. God bless everybody. Thank you tonight, Sister Kitasha, and God bless you. Amen. We pray, amen, that the word of God continue to expand in your spirit and your soul, that you might continue, amen, to let young women uh, out there in radio land that is not living it, let them know, young men, amen, that they can live it as well as you are living it. Thank God for you, amen, tonight standing by me. 
amen, uh, bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We're so grateful tonight, amen. I'd like to always say this is the day the Lord has made, and let us be glad and rejoice therein, whether we understand it or not, but it's God made this day. We didn't make it. So let us be glad and rejoice therein. We are breathing at this time, praise the Lord, and that's a blessing all by itself. We do honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is the head of our life, and he is the bishop of our souls. Amen. Unto all of God's people and to all the podcasters, amen, that is carrying this word of God across, especially Blog Talk Radio in the beginning, amen, of these broadcasters, uh, pl- amen. I'm right now that we're in some of the area, about 50 uh, all together, and that is such a great blessing. Thank God for all of your support, amen, to help us get this gospel out. As our announcer has said, amen, we're going to talk tonight about committing to society, amen. As a believer tonight, amen, committed to society. We're going to come tonight, amen, from Second Peter, the third chapter, verse 1 through 14. And it reads, it says, this is the second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you. And both which I stir up your pure mind by the way of remembrance, <clears throat> that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets, and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they are willingly are ignorant of. That by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standeth out of the water and in the water. Whereby the word, the world that then were being overflowed with water, it perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store. Reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and the prediction of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord is as a thousand years, and as a thousand years is as one day. The Lord is not slight concerning his promise, as some men count slightness. But is he, he's long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, and in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with the form of heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burnt up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for the hasten unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with the form of the heat. Nevertheless, we according to his promises, look for a new heaven and a new earth, wherein dwell is righteous. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for certain things, be diligent, that you might be found of him in peace, without spot and blemish. God bless you, amen, for the reading of God's word, committing, amen, to Society. 
in this society that we are living in right now? Are you committed to society? Are you committed to Jesus Christ as we live in this society? And we are talking about the church. The church, amen, must never give up on witness to a sinful society. The church is a salt and has put into the world to save fallen men in perilous times. In this society that we're living in, the church should never, never give up. It is going to find out, amen, how faithful that we are as believers unto the Lord and how we will stand in this society because this society is going to test our faith in Jesus Christ. It's going to test us to see whether we will live more toward the world or deny ourselves and live all the way for Jesus Christ. Remember, amen, Jesus said in Matthew 5 and 13, you are the salt of the earth. Christian, we are here is to season this unseasoned world, the world that don't have any taste to it. The Christians are here to bring a season to it, a flavor, if you allow me to say. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost his savior, if the salt has lost his season, if the salt as Christians have done lost their integrity to Jesus, if it's done lost their knowledge of telling men and women about Jesus, it, it, it's no good. Wherefore shall it be salty? Amen. It's no good. Amen. It's just enough man feet for man to trample over because when the church loses its vial of salt, then man don't regard the church as the church. Otherwise, when the church loses its respect for living for God as God has told us to live, people in the world don't pay you any mind. They may go along with your theory and your philosophy as you're saying that you are a Christian, but if they can't see no example in your life as being a Christian, they don't pay you any mind. It is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden on a man's feet, committing to society. Amen. Society will be not society will not get better. We often tell you that every day, amen. In this time that we're living in, society is not going to get better. That is in fearing the Lord and reverend the Lord and giving glory to him. It's it's not going to get any better. And you know the condition that we are in right now. Amen. As we consider ourselves being a Christian nation, you you know the condition that we are in, and it's not going to get any better. Perilous time, difficult time going to come. It's going to be uh, difficult, amen, to even uh, judge, amen, by who is a Christian and who is not a Christian. Religious without God. We we live in. In a day and time, we got religious, but it's without God. We got church going on, but it's without God. Soul winning, our test and our challenge. But where have the church? What 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 the church did? Is man really out there in this society trying to win souls? We don't even hardly hear revivals anymore. 
and really preaching the word of God. I'm talking about the unadulterated, amen, word of God. It means preachers say they call by Jesus. Are they really standing up preaching that unadulterated word today? It's hard to find. But watching all things, be instant in season and out of season, and do the work of an examiner. God will preserve the church. He will preserve the church. God will deliver the church. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the light night, and God is not slack. And I say amen, God will preserve the church. I don't mean, amen, just because you don't write your name down on somebody's church, amen, that you are in the church. You've got to be born again to be in the body of Jesus Christ. You can go to the little church that there is, amen. Maybe don't have a two or three member. Put your name on that. But if you are not born again, that church, amen, can't put you into heaven. And you can go where there are millions of people, amen, and Amen. The, the, the church have a great multitude, but if they have not been born again according to the word of God, that church can't save you. Yes, we got one of the greatest lives that there ever has been. Amen. You come on into this church. Amen. You be baptized. Amen. And you are saved forever. Don't you believe that lie? That is a lie that was congregated from hell itself. The second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both to stir up your pure mind by the way I remember. <clears throat> Tonight, amen, Dr. Moore is coming to you trying to stir up your pure mind by the way I remember. Committing to society. What kind of way are we committing to society, amen, in this time we're living in right now? To what extent should the church be Involved with the society of mankind that is all around us. This is a question that has been debated by theologians for as long as the Christian church has existed. It is evident that we must be friendly with sinners and possess as Christian love and compassion towards them. Yet we must refuse to violate our belief in God and and his word to please them. It is all right to be friendly to sinners. It's all right to talk to sinners. But we have a standard that we must keep. When we are talking to sinners, We must also let them always know that we are identified with the word of God. Don't let them overcome you. If you can't help them, amen, they certainly can't help you. But it don't mean we can't talk to them or we can't associate around them. But we must not let them bring us down to their level. In this society that we are living in right now, We must always show them the love of Jesus Christ. And yet we must refuse to violate our belief in God and his word to please them. If you go to your brother's or sister's party, I'm not saved. Well, I want to say, man, take a stand if you are saved. If they are violating the principle of God, you take a stand and let them know that you don't go that way. Don't just go there and, and in a loop, amen, along with them, laugh with them, and be frolic with them. Let them know, amen, this is not pleasing unto God, and neither is it pleasing unto me as being one of God's children. But we don't commingle ourselves together so much with sinners. Until, amen, we, we, we allow our righteousness to go right in with that unrighteousness. We must balance our activity in society 
with our priority committed to Jesus Christ. Our priority as believers is committed to Jesus Christ. We can do no better than to follow the example of our master, that is the Lord Jesus Christ, for his faithfulness. He mingled with sinners. Jesus was free to attend. Uh, he was free to attend a wedding at Cana and to eat with sinners, such as Zacchaeus. He did not reject little children who others thought to have to be blessed. He was often thrown by crowds or simple people. And his enemies, they always was complimenting him in their effort to discredit him when they said that he was a friend of sinners. Now, when they saw Jesus sitting among sinners, and sometimes I, I, I resume, was smiling among them in his humanity, his enemy said, you are a friend of sinners. No, he, he was not a friend of sinners. He was there, amen, is to try to save sinners. He did not shun from the publican or the harlot or even the leprosy who separated them from society. Jesus didn't shun from them. Jesus talked to them. Jesus healed the leprosy. He talked to the uh, uh, woman that was a prostitute. He talked to the Republican. He did associate with them. Jesus also sought it out of a solitude place where he fasted and prayed. Sometime at midnight, he delighted in taking his disciples aside so that he could train them more intensely for the work that someday would be there. When Jesus saw the isolated place, he did so to strengthen himself through prayer and fasting so that he would he could return to meet the needs of his society. Jesus knew that he was going to be questioned by all methods of society, and he went and isolated himself through fasting and through praying. Amen. Dedicating himself to the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit would renew his strength. So when he come back to society, he would have the power and, and ability to answer their questions and still work a miracles among them. I think that, amen, this is so needful in today's time now as preachers, amen, and just not only as preachers, but as children of God. Isolate ourselves. Get away from everybody else so often is just meditate, fast, and pray, and talk to Jesus. So when you come back among the people, you will have the answer. You will have the power. You will see the demonstration of the Holy Ghost, amen, among people. If you isolate yourself, amen, and dedicate yourself to praying and fasting. Uh, you find that in St. Luke chapter 19 and 10. Should the church give up their preaching salvation to the people uh, in society today? Oh, listen, should the church give up their preaching uh, salvation to the people of society today? No, no. Just because a man's society does not want to hear the word of God, should we stop preaching? Just because society will low-rate you because you're standing on the word of God, should we stop preaching? Just because society will tell you, amen, I don't believe in that God that you serve, amen, should we stop preaching? No. 
Does it take something out of us because, amen, it may be our children, it may be our, amen, relatives, it may be, amen, your, your, your neighbors, amen. It may take something out of us, but should we stop preaching the word of God because society don't believe? No. No. We should never. Jesus did not, and neither can the church. Indeed, the church is the salt of the earth. Now, amen. Jesus didn't do it, and the church should not do it. But look, the church is bagging up in these latter days that, amen, we're living in because the church will not stand firm on the truth, the word of God. They are, amen, bending to society, going along with society because they want more members, they want more money, they want more popularity, amen, they want more power, but it's not the right kind of power. We are the salt of the earth, and we are the light of the world. If the Christian lose a light in this world, it is already dark, but it is truly going to be dark, I praise the Lord, if they lose a light. You are the light of the world, Jesus says, a city that sits on a hill and cannot be hid, Matthew 5, uh, 13 through 14. Society will not get better. And certainly, amen, we don't want to hear that. But, amen, Jesus said, you should know the truth, and the truth shall set you free or make you free, amen. Society is not going to get any better according to the word of God, and God's word does not lie. No matter how much men and women have tried to discredit the word of God, they find out that God's word just don't lie and tell you it's not going to get any better. Perilous time is coming. It's going to be difficult. The Bible, amen, does not describe a godly society in these last days or a good society. Rather, it gives us a clarity warning of the unrighteous in society during the days immediately precede Jesus' second coming. In 2 Timothy 3, one and seven. It's going to get worse, and it's going to get worse, and it's going to get worse. It's going to get difficult and difficult is the claim that you are a righteous, holy ghost, born again, believer in Christ Jesus. It's going to get pure, and it's going to get pure. Amen. This is what we are facing, children. But what, how, how are you going to promote yourself? What way you present yourself, amen, in this society? Well, I'm going to tell you as the word of God say, Jesus say, be ye holy, for I am holy, and holy without no man shall see the Lord. I don't care how difficult, how bad, amen, this society comes against Christianity, amen. If you know Jesus in holiness, present yourself as a holy child and let your conversation be holy. One of the things that we're going to see increasing, amen, in the last days is love of the self. Men is going to be lovers of their own self more than they is lovers of God. It's all around us. And we see it from our youth, amen, on up unto, amen, our uh, uh, middle people, amen, on up to our older people, amen. They are lovers of themselves more than they is lovers of God. In the last days, selfishness, will appear more stronger than before. Man will assist that he is his own small G-O-D. I'm God. I, I'm God. That's where we're living at right now. Man has come to the point, amen, they believe that they are a small G-O-D. They are God. And will Embrace the truth, the doctrine of the secular humanity. Humanity itself, amen, will come God. And it's a sad thing, amen, for uh, humanity is to think that he or she is a God. But that's where we are, amen. Humanity, amen. Uh, with its situation, amen, and its ethnicity, amen, will be 
philosophizing and undergirl or worshiping of self. And amen. They are not going to really be worshiping the creature. They're going to worship their own self because they think that they are gods. These people, amen, will abandon godly pursuit and truth. Get rid of Get rid of the truth. We don't really need the truth. We God. We know. We know how to worship. They're going to abandon the truth, and they will hire ungodly teachers. Find us some teachers. Find us some preachers. Find us some evangelists. Find find us some bishops, amen, that will tickle our ears. Don't find us nobody that will tell us what really true. But find us somebody that will tickle our ears and immune us and just have us, amen, in a lofty uh, move and, amen, no seriousness about it. They want teachers, amen, that have itching ears. Find them somebody can itch, uh, that have, amen, uh, itching ears with the word of God. They will heed to themselves teaching, having itching ears. Second Timothy Point three. Don't bring me no sincere preacher. Don't bring me no Holy Ghost fear preacher. Don't bring me no preacher that amen tell tell us amen. We have to live strictly by every word of God. Don't bring me that kind of preacher. This is where we are living in last days. Covenants. False accusers. Along with self sufferingness will come covenant, the desire to have what belongs to one neighbor. When monetary system fails, people rush to take advantage of others, misfortunately to require possession. They think that possession will give them happiness and security. My beloved brothers and sisters, I understand you working hard, and I can appreciate it. I'm a hard worker myself, and been like that all of my 80 years, amen. I've been a hard worker. And I thank God for what he has blessed me with. But your monetary blessing that you have, that you think is your security, it's not going to be able it's for what's coming up on this world. I don't care how you cover over other people's blessings. Your monetary blessings, amen, that you have, amen, it's not going to be able it's to protect you. They think that possession will give them happiness and security. Your possession, amen, is just a, a, a little false hope right now. It ain't going to give you happiness and 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 amen security. If your security is not in Jesus Christ, you don't have no security. Oh no, you may have a, a little thing existing before you for a little period of time. You may have a, a good little bank roll. You might have good little material things before you that you can boast and you can brag upon, but according to the word of God, that's temporary and it's gonna fail. That's going to fail. They think that possession will give them happiness and security. But Jesus referred to the false sense of security. In the problem of the the foolish farmer, who thought that he had nothing to worry about because he had goods laid up for him for many years. This farmer had been prosperous and God had blessed him, amen, and he, his crops had produced it every year, and he had plenty. His barns were full. His house was full. He didn't have to worry about running out of food and, amen, running out of uh, uh, things for money because, amen, he had plenty. And as he thought of his material things and his security, that's what he relied upon and rested upon. And you know what happened to him? The Spirit of God came to him and says, Thou fool, this night death is required of thee. You got all of this that you've been fighting on me. You got all this that you saw with your security. And now, amen, death is to take you out of here. 
Your security don't mean nothing when death comes. I, 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 a man, a woman, a man, when they are getting ready to leave out of this world, they don't be thinking about the riches that they have. Is that that precise hour? Their mind is thinking about leaving here. But you, 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 your security ought to be in Jesus. You ought to have, Amen. Your will made out to the of Jesus. And that will, what Jesus said, Father, is not my will, but thy will be done. However, Jesus concluded. He said, Beware of covenant. For men's life consists not in the abundance of the things which he possessed. Just because you 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 have a you know a little up on earth. Amen. Your life don't consist of the things that you have or the abundance of things that you have, not according to Luke. 12 and 15. God answered to the rich fool is a warning to those who come in the last days. He said, thou fool, and God is calling some of us foolish. Thou fool, this night thou soul shall be required of thee. I'm going to take your soul. Can your money buy your soul? Can your wealth and your fame buy your soul? No. Then whom shall these things be which thou hast provided? You don't work for it and provide it, and now it's going to somebody else. Bolsters. We got bolsters. Proud peoples. Since the devil and the Antichrist are bolsters, it should not be surprised us that those under the influence in the last days will exalt their pride by boasting. Isaiah 14 and 13, Daniel 7 and 25. We'll see, amen, the spirit of boasting. Look who I am. Look what I've done. Look where my name is. My name is everywhere. I build this and I build that. Bolsters, they are proud. The worshiping of self involved their accomplishment. It is a sign of rebellion against God because of their boasting. They are not giving glory to God for what God allowed them to have, but they are saying what they did themselves. Now, amen, it's a sign of rebellion against God, and re- and rebellious become convicted that they are able to defer God and get away with it. They, they, amen, they, they are convicted, amen, they are able to defer God and get away with it. I can say what I want to say, amen, ain't nothing going to happen to me. Uh, your loose mouth and your loose words, you out there that's bragging and boasting. I want to tell you, amen, the Lord is recording every word that you are saying, woman, every word that you are saying, man, and you're going to have to give an account. Just because you may have your little health, your strength, and your bank account right now, don't flaunt yourself in the front of God because you're going to have to give an account of it. In this society that we're living in right now, Christmas, how are you living? How are you standing with Jesus? Are you afraid to stand up for truth? Man has always tried to exalt himself. Amen. Man has always wanted to be higher than the Lord himself. The towel, the story of the towel of Babylon, in Genesis 11, chapter, it reveals an early communication that decided to build a tower to make a name for themselves. Man is always trying to make a name for himself, not uh, lifting up the name of Jesus, not giving reference and praise to God, for man want to be praised his own self. And I know you probably have read the story many times, amen. They all had one mind. 
and they were building the tower because, amen, a flood had came and destroyed them once, amen, and, and they decided they weren't going to be caught in that predicament anymore, so they were going to build a tower into heaven. However, their plan was frustrated. When God confounded their speech, prevented mankind from completing his rebellious project, God said, I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you from building because you are rebellious to me. You don't honor me. You want to pray for yourself. You want your name is to be up in neon sign. You want your names all over the BFO, but you don't honor me. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to bring you down. So what did he do? He confused their language. And that called the rebellions against them. They rebelled one against another. It was frustration because one couldn't understand what the other one was saying. And all the time before that, amen, they just had one language. And they were understanding one what the other one was saying. Most of the proud people. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Oh, we got a disobedient to parents. We are, it, it's an unthankful generation. Beside the amen of the last days, we'll also be characterized of the last days. We'll also be characterized by a spirit of disobedience. Now, if I ever seen a spirit in my life, amen, I'm looking at a spirit of disobedience, a generation of disobedient people. This is the kind of generation that we're living in now. Is disobedient within the family structure and a general attitude of unthankfulness? Of course, it's a lack of obedience and of being unthankful, a logically outcome of self-worship. I worship myself, you know. I give praise to my own self. After all, if a man come to believe that he is his own God, you know he's going to praise his own self. It's not about God anymore. It's about me. That's what Satan is. He exalts himself. And said, I'm going to be like the most high. Then they should be listed anyone else or be grateful to others, even to their parents. If they lifted up in their own pride, in their own separateness, their own disobedience to parents, unthankful. I've never seen a generation today is so unthankful to parents. Parents don't seem to mean very much to their children today. No matter how hard you go out and work for them and trying to make things better for them, the more you make things better for them, the more disobedient they get. That's the kind of generation that we're living in. Unfortunately, society has already taken great strides towards destroying authority in the home. In the home, amen, authority has to great strife to avoid, to, 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 to destroy authority in the home. Recently, court rules undermined the authority of parents to disseminate or teach their children. Authority, amen, is telling amen the parents you can't discipline or you can't, amen, teach your children certain things. That's out of your hands. Here God gave you the ability is the birth and bring somebody into this world. Now authority is saying you can't discipline them or to teach their children according to their principles. Lay down the word of God. You can't be putting all that word of God that you learned in your old man. You can't put that stuff in, in your child mind because we don't go along with it in our society. Where are you going to stand at? We will tell a child what to wear in school and what not to wear in school. We will tell, amen, the young men, the young women, amen, how to dress. It's defiling some of the principles of the church, especially, amen, when you're coming down, amen, 
When the church, amen, did not believe in women wearing pants, society say, amen, they had to wear pants in order to have a job. They had to put on pants. They had to break that principle. And it's through the discipline of godly parents that children learn respect for authority. That's where, amen, children learn respect from what's authority and from their parents, from godly parents. Failing to teach respect through discipline will create a whirlwind of rebellious. And that's what we got now. We got a whirlwind of rebellious. In every ethnic group that there is, we got a whirlwind of rebellion and lawlessness and disobedience in this society. We got a whirlwind. We don't know what to do with our children. We don't know what to do with our generation. And the first thing we do now they defile us. We feel like, amen, lock them up. Take away the little abilities they have as human beings and then let them be like little animals. Lock them up. Undisciplined children tend to rebel against not only the past of others in authority, but also God, undisciplined children. They rebel against they pass other people, other authority, and against God. But who did it? Mankind did it. You did it. You did it. You are the cause in our generation. It's like it is now. Undisciplined, disobedient, amen to pass and unthankful. And also under God, without natural affection. Don't have no affection. And this epistle to the church at Rome, the apostle, amen, Paul wrote of a true horrible society that worship itself rather than God. Romans 1, 18 and 32 reads that, amen, they worship, amen, in that society they worship, amen, a true, a horrible that worship itself rather than God. Well, we got that amen right now. We got a society that is worshiping their own self rather than worshiping God. We allowed it. Yes, we allowed it when certain laws were passed. We didn't stand up against those laws, but we didn't go and vote against them laws. We allowed it. Now we're suffering the reconstruction, amen, of what's going on. But we allowed it. Read Romans 1, 18, 32. Because this society refused to glorify God, the people. When they knew God, amen, they decided that I'm not going to glorify God. I'm not going to praise God. <laughs> we're going to praise the creature more than we will the creator. Look at it around you. Look, amen, today. People want to, amen, glorify one another rather than glorify God. And look what is turning out to be, amen, devastating to the human race. It's out of control. Because, amen, this society refused to glorify God because vain is in their imagination or their foolish heart were darker. Amen. It was vain in their imagination. They thought of nothing but destructive and destroying the society that we're living in now. You think we got educated people, amen, that want to see things get better? No. We got people thinking of things, amen, is to destroy humanity. Get rid of populations, amen, because they're saying, amen, we are overpopulated and we got to get rid of, praise the Lord, some of these people that is up on the earth. Their imagination is vain. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. If God allows you to be here, God can take care of you. God finally gave them up, gave, finally gave them up to uncleanness. Through the lust of their own heart. This was they this was what they desired. So God said, Wait a minute, I'm gonna step back for a minute. I'm gonna keep silent for a minute. As it says in Isaiah, the sixty second chapter. I'm gonna keep silent for a minute. I'm gonna let you go ahead on and do what your heart desires because you do not want to hear me. 
to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. God say, is this the nature that you want to put on? I'm going to let you do it. The nature between themselves. He also gave them up unto vile affection. Their unholy lust caused them to forsake the natural lust that God placed between man and woman. I don't want you no more, the Lord. I don't want you no God telling me what to do. This is my body, and I have my own mind, and I don't need no God to tell me, amen, how I should live. Isn't that what we are facing in society today, in this society that we are living in now? Christians, where are you? Are you going along with everything that society is producing, or are you standing up for the word of God? Listen, this thing is very important. Do you know the disciples, amen, the prophets? Let me go back to the prophets. And the disciples, amen, they died for the word of God because it was important for them to stand up for truth. God was pleasing. God placed between man and woman. And they pursued homosexual relationship. Now it's out of control, amen. Somebody say, amen, well, I'm going to bring out my homosexuality. Well, if you're not, you just brought it out. But it should not stop a Christian from saying, God said it is wrong. You will not go along with it. I don't care how much is brought out of the closet. You can let them know, amen, if they're big enough to bring it out of the closet, you ought to be big enough to tell them it's wrong in the eyesight of the Lord. And that does not mean one time you don't love that person. But your deeds that you've done is wrong. It says, amen, uh, God placed between man and woman and their pursuit of homosexuality, it burning in their Lust, one toward another. Amen. They got a spirit that is burning one toward another. A man for a man and a woman for a woman. It's not natural. It's not natural. And if they can stand up and, and, and admit that they love this and they believe it's all right with God, you ought to be able to stand up and admit that it's not all right with God. It is written in the word of God. God got back and said, all right, if this is what you want to do, I'm going to let you do it. But in their own love, one towards another, man with man, working that, amen, which is unseemly. Romans 1, 27. Amen. When they knew God, they didn't want to glorify him as God. We are in a society right now. They knew God. But they don't want to glorify him as God. Furthermore, quarterly, that accomplish love, such as gentle and mercy, are absent. Amen. Gentleness and mercy are absent from among man. This spiritually sick society involves when people turn away from God to worship themselves and to seek ungodly pleasure. When they turn away from God, this is the result of what we are facing. We haven't seen nothing yet, have we? COVID-19, we haven't seen death. Amen. Like It's going to fall upon this earth because man is turning away from God. Where are you, saints of God? Are you going to stand up for the word of God? This is Dr. Moore saying, God bless you. Amen, amen. In this society that we are living in right now, we ought to make a stand like never before. The wisdom of stand is death, but the gift of God is the eternal life. Pray for Dr. Moore, amen, and his staff, in Jesus' name, amen. That was beautiful coming from Dr. Moore tonight, talking about being having a commitment to society. That was awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, you know, are you going to get committed to society, to God's society? Well, we'll be back next Thursday, and you'll find out more about commitment to society then. Also, too, if you're available Sunday mornings, 1130 a.m., Dr. Moore will be in virtual Facebook church in the Apple Valley Studio at 11.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time Zone for California. If you're in Mountain Time Zone, that'll be 12.30 p.m. 
um, if you're in Central Time Zone, that'll be 1.30 p.m. And if you're in the East Coast, that'll be 2.30 p.m. on Sunday morning for us. It'll be 11.30 a.m. That will be the 14th of June. So we'll be back then. So tune in on Facebook Live at Blessings of Our Grace Radio. And don't forget this month, next week on the radio, we will be celebrating the 59th pastor's anniversary. We'll give a great shout out to our leader and our founder, our bishop. He's a shepherd of our house, Dr. Alfred Moore. 59 years this year that he's been preaching the gospel and shutting down the devil in all of his rumors of war. So we are so grateful for 59 amazing years. Congratulations, Bishop. We'll be back next time. God bless and God speed. God bless. The McDonald's is food you buckle in with your seatbelt deal. And there's no reason not to take that extra precaution. Because a meal from McDonald's is not just a meal. It's often your most precious cargo. Now get a free sausage McMuffin with egg when you download the McDonald's mobile app. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Free sausage McMuffin with egg valid one time through 4-3-2022 at participating McDonald's. Download and registration required. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.